2: Can the Dallas Cowboys get revenge on Sunday night football? All that and more in this crossover edition of the Locked On Eagles and Locked On Cowboys podcast.
0: You are Locked On Cowboys, your locked daily Dallas locked Cowboys on. podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast locked Network, your locked team every locked day.
2: Locked on. Locked on. on. Locked on. Cowboys. Locked on Cowboys. Welcome back to this crossover edition of the Locked On Eagles and Locked On Cowboys podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We'd like to thank you for making us your first listen of the day. This crossover Thursday episode is brought to you by Prize the easiest and most exciting way to play daily fantasy sports. Go to prizepicks.com slash lockdown NFL and use promo code lockdown NFL, all in lowercase, for a first deposit match. Up to $100. I am your host, Marcus Mosier from Lotta Cowboys. You can follow me on Twitter at Marcus underscore Mosier. Joining me today is the great Gino Camilleri from Lotta and Eagles. Go follow him on Twitter at GC24 underscore football. Gino, I-, I can't wait for Sunday Night Football. This is such a big game. Cowboys, Eagles. The Cowboys sitting at 9 and 3, the Eagles at 10 and 2. The winner of this game will be in first place in the NFC East after 14 weeks. Let's talk about the biggest storyline for the Eagles right now, which has got to be Jalen Hurts or Marcus
1: Mariota at quarterback, right? Yeah, and does the one seed even matter? Is it that big of a deal? And you can see Uh, the duck behind me. Yeah, let's play Marcus Mariota. Quack, quack. What? Oh man! Thank goodness that all of our fans tune in here to the Locked On Podcast Network. Yeah, no, we appreciate it, and yeah, that's tongue in cheek because apparently the hot topic is that Jalen Hurts can't read a defense, and at ten and two, he might not be the guy going forward. What is it about the NFC East
2: quarterbacks that makes it where people just have absolutely wild opinions about like Jalen Hurts and Dak Prescott? They've got this super long catalog of awesome performances. But nobody can have just a rational take when it comes to these guys.
1: It's almost the opposite of how I view the Pac-12, where it's like there's so many eyeballs on it that I think it gets skewed to, with all of these different takes where the Pac-12, nobody watches it. So you hear one thing about it, and that's kind of what you hear, where in this division, it's like anybody. Can talk, David Carr, yeah, make your opinion known about it. But no, I mean, Marcus, you can't look at these two guys' performances right now and say that these guys on these teams, the way that they are playing – are not two of the top three guys in the MVP conversation right now. Yeah, there's,
2: not, there's there's no doubt, and actually, our friends at FanDuel have that playing out. The Hertz and Dak Prescott are both plus three fifty to win the NFL MVP mm-hmm. award. Believe Brock Purdy is now the favorite, a slight favorite over those guys. But I mean the the most respected sports book is telling you that Jalen Hurts and Dak Prescott are playing as good as anybody else in the league right now. It's it's wild, but it. Let's get back to the actual stuff going on in the field. What is the biggest storyline for the Eagles going into this matchup?
1: How do you respond? How do you respond, man? I think everybody saw what happened. I mean, it's it's clear the, the Cowboys fans are taking their victory lap on it, and rightfully so. But we both got stomped out by the Niners, and I think that's that's the King Kong and Godzilla that we both gotta overcome. Mm-hmm. But to get there, it's one foot in front of the other, you have to win your division. And the NFC East is the best. When these teams are the best, I think football is the best when the Cowboys Eagles and any combination of these teams are at the top. And right now you're going to see it. If the Eagles win, they're going to c- continue to have a lead in that one seed conversation. If the Cowboys win, they flip it. The Eagles are now a wild card seed. We'll see what happens with that one seed. But if you ever wanted to know how you are going to respond as a football team, this is as big of As close to an SEC game, as you'll see, I say on our show all the time, that Jalen and all these guys like Devontae Smith have played in these stretches where you're playing LSU, Ole Miss, like you're playing all these ranked teams. This is just another one of those games, and this is that rivalry game to add that element into it. If you come out and lay flat like you did against San Francisco, I think there's a lot more to be said. But if you come back and you respond like you have most of the time under Jalen Hurts, I think a lot of the overreaction that we heard Sunday will just get back to, hopefully, a more realistic conversation. But if not, I'm sure the conversation will be the Eagles are quote-unquote frauds. But it has to be, how do you respond after, quite literally, getting put on the mat for three out of four quarters? So,
2: am I wrong in thinking that this is a bigger game for the Eagles than it is for the Cowboys? Because even if the Cowboys win, they probably need to win out and they need to have the Eagles slip up somewhere else. In a, you know, the Eagles got a really soft schedule for the most part going forward outside mm-hmm. of a game in Seattle. I think a lot of Cowboy fans have kind of come to the conclusion that they're going to be the number five seed. This is more just a, a measuring stick game. Hey, if you beat the Eagles and you slip up against the Dolphins, you're going to be the five seed. That's great. But for the Eagles, they kind of have to win this game to show that they are you know, the best team in the NFC, or they are better, demonstrably better than the Cowboys. Am I wrong in thinking that this is more of a must win for Philly?
1: No, not at all. I I think they know what's at stake too, because it's San Francisco nipping at your heels right now. And you have to continue to find any way to get these tiebreakers and extend your lead. And what is the NFC, which is so good and Detroit's right behind you as well. And I'm with you that it is a must win. This team can't go from a one seed to a five seed. You don't want to have to play any game on the road in the playoffs. You don't want to have to go to the Bay if you were to get back there. I don't think Dallas wants to have to worry about that either. Yeah, Marcus, you're right, man. Like For Dallas, it's like, okay, we, we have a Miami team next week. It could be a potential like look-ahead spot to some degree, but... That's another good test that you're going to see. But for the Eagles, this is the last really big test of the season because, like you said, they went through this gauntlet. Right now they're 3-1. and Then you play Seattle. Then you play the Giants, Arizona, and the Giants. This is that last time. Like, See what the thermostat is. See if you're able to keep up with these guys. And right now, Dak Prescott, if you see him in the playoffs, the way he's performed against you, if you have a performance like you did the first time against him, and you're able to come out with a good offensive performance, you can win. But if your defense does what they did against San Francisco, we have bigger concerns to worry about than moving forward. Like the five seed is deserved at that point, if they can't win this game, in my opinion.
2: Uh, Just for the Dallas side of things, we actually got some news right before we jumped on this podcast that Mike McCarthy uh, is having – surgery on his uh I believe it's appendix surgery um he's gonna miss the entire week of practice he is expected to coach on Sunday which I'm not sure how he's gonna do that I do think that throws a little bit of a a wrench into the Cowboys game plans this week because Mike McCarthy is their play caller right Mm -hmm. and if he's not at practice all week long I do wonder a little bit how that's gonna affect play calling on Sunday but it's just one other obstacle that the Cowboys are going to have to deal with this week as they get ready to play to play the number one seed in the NFC. Uh, overall, though, not super worried. I, I think he'll be okay. But just something to monitor outside of the coaching stuff. It's a big game for the Cowboys. Like They want to show that they can beat the Eagles fully healthy. And this game is at home. The Cowboys had a great chance of stealing the previous game. You are three, three and a half point favorites at home. Take care of business and then at least give yourself a shot at making a run for the, the mm-hmm. NFC East. Because, you know, here's the deal. If the Cowboys lose this game, we're about to see a month of meaningless football for Dallas. Because they right. can't, they can't go higher. Yeah, they can't go higher than the five seed. Right. And look at the other NFC teams, like. They're going to be the five seed. They probably need to win yeah, one more game. Yeah, could you
1: rest Dak Prescott the rest of the way realistically I until mean, middle of January?
2: You you can't, but it's at the same time like this game against the Bills in Buffalo next week is meaningless. Like you play the Dolphins, you play the Lions. Like those are fun games, but they don't mean anything. Like they literally won't mean anything if the Cowboys win this or if they don't win this game. So this is just about keeping that window alive. And making the rest of the season matter before we get to the playoffs. Gino, I wanna talk about some of the big matchups in this game because there are superstars all over the field. There's so many good matchups. We will discuss our favorites and the ones that we are looking forward to seeing next. This episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. When you're hiring for your small business, you wanna have as many top tier candidates as possible to interview. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. LinkedIn isn't just another job board. LinkedIn has a vast network of more than a billion professionals, which makes it the best place to hire. Hiring is easy when you have this many qualified candidates. So easy, in fact, that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and, and so many don't have the time or resources to hire. Thankfully, with LinkedIn, the process is quick and easy. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash NFL. That is linkedin.com slash NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Welcome back to this crossover edition of Locked On Eagles and Locked On Cowboys podcast. We wanted to let you know that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports today is here for you 24-7 covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On plus our national shows covering every league go to Lockdown Sports today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever National Sports 24/7 streaming channel. All right, Gino, which matchups are you the most excited to see here in week 14?
1: Ooh, most excited or which I think are the most pivotal? I think there are two ways to look at this. Let's Let me go start pivotal. With,
2: Let's go pivotal because yeah. that's that's probably what's going to decide these
1: two or three big matchups. Mm-hmm. Most pivotal has to be CeeDee Lamb versus the Eagles middle of the field defense. Mm. Because if he is able to get those free two way goes, have his way with whoever's going to cover him in the slot, and take advantage of those yards after the catch opportunity, like San Francisco last week when the Eagles couldn't tackle, they're going to be in for a rough week. Good news is Zach Cunningham, who has arguably been, in my opinion, and I think a lot of people's opinion, the best coverage linebacker for the Philadelphia Eagles this season, he will be back. Last week, Nicholas Morrow and Backup Christian Ellis got absolutely decimated. We know that Shaq Leonard signed to the Eagles 53. We'll see how much of an impact he has. He did get taken off the field a lot on third downs in Indianapolis, which inevitably led to him being released. We'll see how he incorporates into this defense, but I think having Zach Cunningham back is huge, but it has to be we are taking CeeDee Lamb away in the middle of the field. If he is there in the slot, we have to have two guys on him regardless. Are they going to bracket him? Are they going to try Darius Slay shadowing him? They did that a couple weeks ago against a player like Stephon Diggs. Because to me, if CD beats you, you're playing right into the hands of what the offensive coordinator wants to do. Much like they did a couple weeks ago, and much like Kyle Shanahan did last week. Once the Eagles let off the pedal on defense, and Shanahan was like, "Oh, we could just pick on these guys and let these guys run after the catch, and nobody could tackle Debo," they they won that game easily. And that could be the same thing with CD. And at the same time. When CD's not in there, who's going to be covering Jake Ferguson? Because he's been pretty damn good, man. He's yeah. been one of the most underrated tight ends in this sport, I think.
2: Yeah, Ferguson's been really good post-bye week. So, yeah, keep an eye on him, especially against those linebackers and safeties. For me, it's Terrence Steele against Hassan Redick or whoever the Eagles decide to throw on that side. Terrence Steele had the worst game of his career in the previous meeting between the Cowboys and the Eagles. He allowed twelve pressures. I think it was like three sacks. I mean, he just did not play well. And Reddick had a huge game, and really, he's the reason the Cowboys couldn't finish that game at the end. They had first and goal at the ten yard line. Steele got beat right away, gave up a sack, and all of a sudden, it's second and goal at the I think it's like eighteen or nineteen yard mm-hmm. line. It just became too difficult. The good news is that Steele has played better over the last month. And you just wonder if that's because he's, you know, getting healthier after this major knee injury that he had last year, or it could be the quality of opponents. Like they have not faced a lot of good edge rushers since the Cowboys have played uh, the Eagles. I'm curious how much do the Cowboys leave Terrence Steele by himself in this game? How much do they help chip? Do they put a tight end over there? Because the rest of the offensive line is pretty good. It's just that one spot that really killed them in the previous game. I'm, I'm still really nervous about Terrence Steele going into this one.
1: I think after last week, too, that is one of the things where if the Eagles know how they're going to win a game, it's through that defensive line. Yeah. And when after that first quarter happened, the D-line fell flat. They weren't able to get Brock Purdy off of his spot. They weren't able to create pressure. Like you said, why did they win that last game against Dallas? Well, pressure. Ended up putting them in a precarious position. Now you're behind the eight ball. So with that Terran steel, how do you win with four guys up front for the Eagles? I think is also another pivotal element of this game. Because I think you're going to have to send a lot in coverage this game. You saw last week, you weren't able to tackle. You're going to have to put a lot of guys on the back end. And they have to synchronize their coverage and their front. Because if not, Dak has time boom, he's going to drop 40 points on you. And we've seen that in the past. And now getting to the most exciting matchup, in my opinion, I think it's once again, how is Jeff Stoutland going to counteract what the Cowboys can do on the defensive line? Because as good as Micah Parsons has been, I think your tweet the other day saying Demarcus Lawrence has been playing some of the best ball in his career, Mm -hmm. I think was spot on. Osa has been playing out of his mind. This is another one of those chess matches where last week I thought the Eagles did a great job giving Jalen Hurts time, but he kind of held on to the ball a little bit. How do you do that against Dallas if they are able to knock him off his spot? Are you going to try to implement some of this quick game, or are you just going to do what you did last week and hope Jalen makes plays? But if there isn't time, I think Jalen could get sacked a bunch in this game. They have to respond in a big way especially if Jalen doesn't want to
2: get outside the pocket and use
1: his legs to scramble, which I'm going to be curious to
2: see, like does Dan Quinn follow the 49ers gameplay last week of basically no stunts and just play everybody man up Mm -hmm. and maybe send five or six guys occasionally. Uh, The Cowboys are aggressive by nature on defense. And I just don't know if Dan Quinn can help himself by not using a bunch of stunts, but the matchup that I want to focus on here is AJ Brown. It, I mean, at least from an outsider perspective, it feels like if A.J. Brown isn't going and he's not having a big day, the offense really struggles. It seems like they've been struggling to create separation outside of A.J. Brown, and they rely on him so much to create chunk plays in the passing game. Last week, we saw the Seahawks pick on Deron Bland a lot. They The Cowboys left Deron Bland against D.K. Metcalf, and they went at him over and over again. At halftime, the Cowboys switched. They put Stephon Gilmore on DK Metcalf, and that quieted things down quite a bit. Do we see something similar in this game where the Cowboys just play sides? Deron Bland plays on his side. Stephon Gilmore plays on his side. Or do we see the Cowboys use Gilmore a little bit more on A.J. Brown to match his size and his speed? That's one
1: of the things I, I can't wait to see what Dan Quinn does here in the second game. You're right on with how the offense has operated the last couple of weeks, even though – They had a great performance where him and Devontae Smith put up over 200 yards individually. If they don't go, the Eagles' offense doesn't go. The run game hasn't been as great as it has been in the past. They aren't able to dent at the line of scrimmage. They aren't getting these yards before contact. A lot of that contact is coming behind the line of scrimmage. It really has come down to those guys on the outside winning their one-on-ones. Because this scheme, man, they just make it difficult. It's not a lot of quick mash. Like we're just going to try to interchange guys on man routes. It's just going when you're one-on-one and if AJ's locked down to a degree, if Devonte isn't cooking, you're going to be shut down. But now Dale Scotter is back. That's mm-hmm. the three headed monster. Having him back is huge. It's like the Warriors losing one of those three guys with between Durant Steph, and clay when they were all together, that really hindered them and what they could do, inside the middle of the field what they can do to counteract quick hitting blitzes because usually he's the one guy who he might be the best actor on the team with just selling a block and getting off and being there for Jalen Hurts and having him back will be instrumental I'm with you if you place the Gilmore on AJ's side is it going to be Devontae Smith doing what DK did to Deron Bland last week because Devontae's a great route runner. And if DeRon mm-hmm. Bland is going to be as aggressive as he usually is, the Eagles they teach that. They teach as soon as you get in that blind spot and you see him jump, you got to get upfield and go. So that will be one of those things that that could turn this game into a shootout if you can't shut down let's say their number 2 and 3 option and the Eagles can't take away CD. That's how it turns into a shootout. But all of a sudden if AJ's limited to three or four catches for 20 some odd yards to the Eagles try and get those yards back in the run game is it more on dallas goddard do they get back to the middle of the field that's where you have to see brian johnson get into his bag and i don't know this offense it's just a lot to be desired when it comes Mm. to what is the identity in the scheme of this team
2: all right gina let's talk about our keys to victory in this huge week 14 matchup in the nfc east next This episode is brought to you by Skylight. Are you looking for a meaningful gift this holiday season that your loved ones will actually use and enjoy? Listen, most holiday gifts tend to be boring. Socks, candles, ties. But that's why you have to check out Skylight. Skylight is a touchscreen photo frame that you can send photos to straight from your phone. And they appear in seconds. It's the perfect gift for everyone. I bought my mom one of these last year and she absolutely loves it. We upload pictures of her grandbabies. Uh, She couldn't enjoy this product even more. It's so easy to send pictures through the Skylight app, and it takes less than 60 seconds to set up. You can even upload your pictures before you open the box so that your mom or whoever's getting the gift is absolutely thrilled. As a special limited-time offer for our listeners, get $15 off your purchase of a Skylight frame when you go to skylightframe.com slash locked on. Again, to get $15 off your purchase, go to skylightframe.com slash locked on. That is S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E dot com slash locked on.
0: They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
2: Welcome back to this crossover edition of the Locked On Eagles and Locked On Cowboys Podcast. We want to thank you for making us your first listen every single day. Gino, let's get into our keys to victory. What do the Eagles need to do to pull off the upset on the road here?
1: Yeah, that's crazy. Road dogs for the Philadelphia Eagles. That's something that hasn't been accustomed to them. But I would say what the Philadelphia Eagles have to do is find a way to get back to getting off the field on third down, keeping the team out of the red zone and out of goal-to-go situations. Because currently... They are 32nd in the league on third down defense. They're 29th in red zone defense and 26th in goal to go defense. Mm. I know Dallas has had their struggles at times in the red zone, but the Eagles are far and away the worst. They have to find a way to hold teams to three. You can't do what you did last week and allow San Francisco to score six straight touchdown drives. That cannot happen. That just cannot happen. They have to find a way to hold the Dallas Cowboys to, three points because cd lamb he's gonna find a way to have some 100 yards at some point in this game through what culmination of whatever you want just not in the red zone they have to find a way to get back to who they were because in the super bowl season why they were so good was their red zone defense was better than anything they had jalen mills and ronald darby out on an island but at least they could stop guys in the red zone they have to get back to that
2: I think for the Cowboys, it's just playing a relatively clean game. If you remember the the last meeting, the Cowboys had a bunch of penalties early mm-hmm. in this game. Now, Philadelphia got a lot on the final drive on a big pass interference, but I believe the Cowboys finished the game with like 10 penalties for 87 yards. There were several defensive holdings and pass interferences that kind of helped the Eagles sustain drives. You can't do that. And we saw last week against Seattle, nine penalties for 127 yards. The Eagles are too talented of a team to give them a free 125 yards. Like They're going to move the ball regardless. Don't give them free yardage. You play a, a fairly clean game. You limit turnovers or you don't have any turnovers. I think the Cowboys have an excellent chance of winning this game, but they're not good enough to overcome those many
1: mistakes against a good team. On the other end of it, if the Eagles can't get a turnover at some point this season, it's it just going to continue to kill them. They're so hit or miss. And right now they're 31st in interception rate. I feel there's going to be a point where Dak is going to give you a chance to get a ball. You're going to have to take advantage of that. And hopefully your offense can get into some good field position at times because they've been backed up the last couple of weeks. And we've seen them stall out in the red zone. I want to ask you one question. Will Dallas copy what other teams have done the last couple weeks of running to the outside? Because I know they like to just run it through Zach Martin, run it through the middle of the field, but the Eagles can't tackle outside. Would they totally kind of change things up and try and use Tony Pollard to use that explosiveness on the edge? Because that's been the game plan to circumvent a really good Eagles run defense. Probably
2: not, but it doesn't mean they're not going to try. I think what you'll see and we've seen the last couple of weeks is whenever the Cowboys need explosive runs, they've just put CeeDee Lamb in motion and given him jet sweeps or they'll mm. put Kavante yep. Turpin in motion and Good try to, to get it. those guys one-on-one with your linebackers. Last week in one of the biggest plays of the game, uh, the Cowboys were trying to ice out the clock, and what did they do? They handed the ball off to CeeDee Lamb, and he had like a 29-yard run. I think – you're not going to build your whole offense out of that. You're not going to give mm. CD eight carries, but two or three to CD, two or three to Turpin. Uh, the Cowboys have even run tight end jet sweeps, which I know is wild. But yeah, I think you're right. They've got to find ways to make these linebackers run sideline to sideline mm-hmm. and make them tackle. Because if you're going to just try to play them right up the middle, you're running at Jalen Carter and Jordan Davis and Fletcher Cox and Milton Williams. You're not going to have a lot of success to you. At least I don't think so.
1: No, that that's what other teams have figured out, right? And they had the opportunity to run at Christian Ellis the last couple weeks. Buffalo ripped off three runs of over 10 yards consecutively, which never really happens. But the Eagles will get their linebackers back a little bit healthy, but it's evident if you don't play a clean game where you tackle and allow these guys, like you said, to just get open in space, Kevontae Turpin, that's where he makes his money. Mm-hmm. Brandon Cooks, if he can separate on you, He's been playing pretty good ball the last couple of weeks. It's well, and actually
2: to- that was the player I was going to mention. Like I, Brandon cooks did almost nothing in the mm. previous meeting. Yeah. He really, was non-existent. No, but over the last four games, he's averaging like 65 yards a game. He's has three touchdowns during that stretch. I do think this is a big Brandon cooks game at home in a dome on a fast track against some older corners. I, to me, he's the key to this game for the Cowboys. If he has a big game, I, I don't see the Cowboys losing, but if the Eagles can hold him in check, I think we're going to get a really,
1: really close one. Tell our fans over at Lockdown Eagles how he has been getting that production, though. Has it come through the slot? Has it come through outside just winning those matchups based on pure speed for those who might have not seen him play over the last but couple of weeks? A lot of long developing over routes where the Cowboys will use six and seven man protections
2: and then just let him try to fly over the field. Mm-hmm mostly in man-to-man coverage. What they're trying to do is find your slowest corner, get him matched up one-on-one, get him free releases off the line of scrimmage. But I also mentioned he's been somebody who, when the Cowboys get in the red zone, he's gotten more red zone targets than what CeeDee Lamb has gotten because he is so quick off the line of scrimmage and teams typically like to play a lot of zone. He just has a great feel of where to settle down in zones. To me, he's the X factor. I I, I get If the Cowboys can't get him involved early, I won't be surprised if they struggle a little bit on offense.
1: So I think we both kind of have it the, the same mantra on this one where we need our Clay Thompson to kind of step up in yes. this game, right? You like need the you, role guys to have big games. Yeah, you need your Brandon Cooks. You need your Devontae Smith. You need your Jake Ferguson. You need your Dallas Goddard. And exactly. the last key to victory I'm going to say is, can DeAndre Swift and this offensive line Find a way, whether it's you're leading late in this game, whether it's you're trying to get back to what your identity was of being a balanced offensive line, they've gotten no push. Can you find a way to create some of these explosives? Because like you said, Marcus, it's either A.J. Brown or nothing in terms of the explosives. And early on in the season, a lot of those came through DeAndre Swift being lightning in a bottle. They need to get back to that because it might come that once again – You're leading a game against the Dallas Cowboys, and you have to find a way to choke out the clock. And if not, Dak can lead them down the field and put them right in a position to score like we saw that last week. I think three and a half points is bang on. I think Vegas just knows way too much and way more than we ever will. And it's going to be a field goal game, in my opinion, because there's so much riding on it. And just as a neutral fan, like you're welcome once again. These two teams are just – what people want to see, as much as you might hate them and talk bad about them and create your crappy narratives, you guys love watching the Cowboys-Eagles, yeah. no matter what you say. Plus, the Cowboys are wearing their awesome all-white uniforms
2: on Sunday night. It's going to be absolutely awesome. those are going to be pretty on Sunday night football. All right, that is it for today's show. We want to thank you for making this crossover edition your first listen of the day. We want to let you know that Locked On has launched the first ever national sports twenty-four-seven streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever National Sports 24-7 streaming channel. Let's thank our great friend Gino Camilleri for jumping on the show. Follow him on Twitter at GC24 underscore football. I am at Marcus underscore Mosher. Follow me on Twitter, and we will see you right back here tomorrow.